Very good morning, church. Good morning. I want to greet as well those who are watching online. It is really good to be here this morning. Let me try to greet you guys in your languages, some of you. Sanimonane? No? Okay. Molweni? Mm. We are dark. Wow. Is I got it right? No. Bon dia. Ashe. Good. So we're doing well. So it's really good to be here this morning. So let us pray together as we hear God's word. Father, how grateful we are for this beautiful day that you've given us. A day that really we are in your presence, rejoicing and enjoying your goodness. This morning, Lord Jesus, we want to really um, be in your presence, asking you, Lord, may you speak to us, Lord Jesus. Speak to our mind and hearts, and Lord, touch every sphere of our life, Lord. I pray that the seeds of your words, Lord Jesus, may it fall in the good grounds, that it, there will be transformation, change, and bearing fruits, Lord. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus, to speak your truth, and your truth alone, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you ever heard about the word catalyst? I think for those who uh, they love science, I think they will say, oh yeah, 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 I know this. Or if you did science in school, or you are a scientist, you should know that. But there are some people who are actually like me. I ran away from science, I went to study humanity, because science was too difficult for me. <laughs> but then, when, you, when I hear the word the catalyst, I'm like, what is that? All right? What is that? But he, so let me help you to, this morning to really try to explain the word the catalyst. Here we go. So a guy from humanity is trying to explain some science things. All right? So catalyst for, sci, for scientists is a substance, a substance that starts a chemical reaction. All right? Now, uh, let's just give an example. It's like, for example, if you take a mentol or a baking soda, you put in a cork, what happens? There's some reaction. It happens. So the, the bottle of cork was minding its own business, sitting there still, nothing was happening. But then when you put the mentol in it, something happened. There's a reaction immediately. That's a catalyst. So I, I really explain it in a really simple ways. I hope you understood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in other words, so catalyst as well can be something that is, it can be defined outside of science as well. Outside of science. So, catalyst can be an event. All right. And it as well can be a person that causes change. And uh, as well, it all can, can start a reaction and the, that something ended up happening. So more precisely, uh, there's a definition that I want us to read together. Oh, I'm going to read so you, got, you need to look. It's there. It says, catalyst is a person who by his action selfishly helps, mentor, influences, and guides other people professionally or personally in their lives and in the, in the process inspires them to enjoy their life journey and make their lives fulfilling and better. Can you hear that? That's a catalyst. 
I think one thing that really strikes me in this definition is the idea of the person inspires other people to, for their, this life journey. Like, like you create change, you touch something, you do something for that person's life journey. That's what happened. Just think about it. I believe that we can all identify like different experiences in our lives that, that it was catalyzed by something. And sometimes for better, and some, sometimes not good at all. I may probably give an example, maybe a, a diagnosis. A diagnosis can, can happen in our life and it can change things in our life. A move from school or a place or a promotion can change, right? Yeah, a promotion can change. I think for better because now you buy more things, you have more money. So, like a phone call, sometimes a certain phone call with sad news, phone call with good news, it can change things. So those can be catalysts, can create something or can change something at that moment. Now, now that I hear all this, the idea of catalyst, that is really, now I feel so inspired, like I really want to be one of these persons that create change, start something, move something, change something. Don't you want to be like that? We all want to be that, not only in the life of others, but as well in our own lives. We need to be a catalyst for that. So, but before we get there, I keep asking myself, where do I go for me to be able to learn the whole idea of catalyst? Who should I look to? I think there's only one place and one person, the best catalyst of ever, that ever lived. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the best catalyst. So this is our first point this morning. We're going to look at Jesus is the catalyst for positive change. So you know what happened? The world was minding its own business, right? People are sinning, doing bad things, envying each other. Look, look, seriously, people just going their own lives, doing their own things. But suddenly, Jesus entered the world. Do you know what happened? Everything changed. That's the catalyst. Everything changed. Imagine in those days, there was no, um, what is called the like social media that we have today. So the communication those days took months and years for, to reach other people. But Jesus came to the world in those days and changed the world in incredible ways. So he was the catalyst. So throughout, throughout history, one thing that we, we, we understand very well is that God communicated with Israel through priests. So he spoke to them through priests. They were, they were like a mediator. And, but although Israel had many priests, you know what happened? They had one priest who was the high priest. And now the high priest once a year went to the uh, Holy of Holy to do what? To appease sin, to bring offerings so people can be forgiven. Now, it means that for the people of Israel in those days, for them to be closer to God, they need to go through the priest. Right? They need to go to the priest. They'll go to the priest and say, and they confess their sins, and the priest will carry all that to their hall of holy and ask God for forgiveness. 
Imagine one day you were like, you did something bad. You're like, oh, I feel so bad. Oh, man, I'm not feeling well today. I did this horrible thing. Let me go to the temple. You run to the temple. Run to the temple. Reach. Knock, knock, knock. And then it's someone there, oh, the servant, so on, up. And, yes. What do you mean? I'm coming to confess my sin. Things are bad. I need the priest now. Oh, the priest went to the market. He's not here. <laughs> Hello. I need him now. No, no, it's not available at this moment. You know? I know, I know that it wasn't like that. I'm just giving a point. I believe the priests were there full time all the time, you see. But, he, but, he, but he, the thing is this there was, there's this hindrance for us to be able to get access to God. All right? There was always this. So we had to go to the priests. But you know what? Thanks be to God that the Bible tells us that we have a better high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 51, you'll see there in the screen, it says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rock split. When Jesus gave his life sacrificially for us, that whole curtain was ripped in two, showing us there is nothing left that separates us from God. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. Jesus' death was the catalyst that tore the, tone, the, the curtain in half because of him, we can now finally get closer to God. It was a dramatic event. The earth shook, the cloud, it was dark. Everything changed at that moment. But the access to God was open. There's something new done for you and me. I think the book of Hebrew explains this beautifully. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, it says this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, listen here. It says here, let us hold firm, firmly to the, to, to the faith we profess. So for we do not have a high priest who is not is, is unable to sympathize with us. Can you see here what he's doing, they're doing, Hebrew is doing is that. He's telling us we have this high priest, first he ascending to heaven, it means that he lives, all right? He's ascending to heaven, so he's there forever, all right? So he's not gonna be missing in action at any time. Yeah? He's always present. So let us hold firm with him, but then he comes and says that he, he actually sympathizes with us. Because he knows your sin, he knows because he went through it himself. But then he tells us here down in verse 16 that he, let us then approach God's throne with, of grace with great confidence. I know sometimes God feels a bit far. Sometimes it's like our life are not changing the way that we want dramatically or immediately. No matter what it seems, can you see what's true here? Jesus changed our relationship with God. He changed it. He did that through his life, death, and the resurrection on the cross. It's all done. Isn't that amazing truth? So when we say that Jesus is a catalyst for our new relationship with God, we mean this, Jesus permanently changed Humanity is relationship with God once and for all. And Jesus is still changing that. 
He did not stop. It's still happening even today. So before Jesus, our relationship with God had never been so personal. But, but Jesus brought us closer to God. In other words, he has given us an access. Hello? You have an access to God. You have an access to God. Are you hearing me? Can you feel what sound like? I have an access, access, access to God. There is no curtain anymore. At any time, I can go in God's presence and talk to him. There's an access. The door is open. What are you waiting for? Go to God's presence and pray and talk to him because he's given you the access. Probably this morning you will hear him like, what? What are you talking about? I don't know this Jesus. He is the catalyst. He's the one who started that reaction for you to get an access. You can open your heart today and be able to get that access right now. So Jesus Christ is saying, I've given you an access. Just walk in. Access. So through Jesus you can have an access or you already have an access but is having an access to God enough? I want you to understand it. me. I'm saying no. I'm not saying God is not enough. I'm saying access to God. Is getting access to God enough? I think sometimes, I think what we need for us to get an access to God and enjoying that access is something called faith. So faith is our catalyst of positive change. Let me just give you a good example. Like, imagine one day there's this advert, macro, 50, but everything is 50%. You can come get everything 50% for one hour, for example. And you see this advertisement, like, eh, this, is, nah, this is not true. Nah, this is a lie. Man. They're lying, these people. But I'm just thinking, like, imagine if it does everything 50%. Where are you going to go? The, the side of meat? Or the side of non-perishable? Or the side of clothes? Or appliances? Depending on the people, eh? Or electro electronic? Or liquor store? <laughs> Anyway, but the reality is this, that, so that advert is out there, and you see it, you don't believe, and you stay at home. Next day, you hear people now talking, whoa, yesterday, about this, and this 50%, you're like, what? Was it true? It's like, yes. So Marco gave you the access, but he did not enjoy it because he did not believe. Can you see that? That's what happened. God's son came to the world and said, I am the savior of the world. I've come to rescue you. But you did not believe. You're not going to enjoy God's presence. You're not going to enjoy God. You're not going to enjoy the relationship with God if you do not believe or you do not have faith in him. So my faith is a catalyst. Is the catalyst for me to be able to have an access to God and enjoy God's relationship, God's presence. 
Because it's really not enough for us just having access. We need to be sure that that access is true and what is, what is promised in, in, the, in that relationship is true. Hebrews chapter 11, 1 to 3, it says here, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Can you see that? So we hear this truth, right, that the Son of God is in the, uh, uh, has come to rescue now faith, what it does, I look at that and say, this is true. I'm sure about it. I'm going to follow through. Can you see? Then you're going to get access because you're going to receive Jesus, the Lord and Savior in your life. He's going to catalyze that relationship with God. But then as well, even though when we have a relationship with God, do you know what happens? Faith catalyzes for us to enjoy the blessing of that relationship. So faith is needed. Faith is active. It's something that kicks you. Actually, James speaks beautiful on that one. He says this. He says, James chapter 1, verse 22, he says, Do not merely listen to the word and so uh, deceive yourself. Do what it says. Do what it says. So it's not enough to just hear what God says. It's not enough for you to, to have an access. You have to actually do something about it because faith is a catalyst for action you know that god heals right but if you don't have faith that god heals you're not going to pray for anyone you're not going to do anything about it so we need that faith with it. i know that god heals i'm going to pray for people i know that god can provide i'm going to pray for his providence we need to have that faith. So now that Jesus is the catalyst that gives us that access, that our faith being the catalyst, we have access and enjoy it. We, are, we as well, we need faith of others as a catalyst. Can you see? So if Jesus, he is the catalyst that kicks out everything, we have our faith that helps us to, for us to get, to get Jesus give, to give us the access and enjoy the blessings of God. But as well, we need the faith of others. Do you know that there are catalysts all around us? No? Oh, yes? Have you ever found uh, yourself picking up a new habit in your life? Or interest? <laughs> I remember very well, I grew up in a culture that we did not have a chicken, chicken, chicken feet stew, all right? For us, chicken feet, it was for you to put in a soup. So you cut in pieces and then you put in the soup and make a nice soup with chicken feet. But then my wife comes, she's closer, and they make this awesome chicken feet stew. And I ate that for the first time, second time, and now I'm loving it. And suddenly, somehow, from time to time, I always go to my house, can you cook that chicken feet stew that you make? I am catalyzed, man, for the chicken feet. <laughs> See this, guys, I am. I am catalyzed. I'm like, she catalyzed me to start eating chicken feet with rice and pop and so on. Before, I used to eat it just in, as a, in, in soup, little pieces in soup. Can you see that? I took another habit. She catalyzed me. And I believe you have stories of stories of story. So you can't avoid being influenced by other people, but you can be wiser 
about the people you allow to influence you, especially, especially when it comes to the math of faith. All right, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, it says this. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was not ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So what, one thing that happened to Moses is this. We know very well Moses is written in the Bible. There's a great story about him. But for him to achieve what he achieved, there was a lot of catalysts around him. The first catalyst are his parents. Because if they did not take Moses and hid him and put him in the, in the river, all that story, he could not have lived. So it was a, they were the catalyst for Moses to live. But if you look at the Moses story, you find that there are a lot of people, even in a negative way. You know, when he killed that, uh, if you hear the story of Moses, he killed the, one of the Egyptian security guards. And then he ran away. That was the catalyst for him to run away. <laughs> All right? Yeah. It was a negative, but it was a catalyst for him to run away. And there where he went, that's where he met God. But more than that, we hear the story that his own brother, Aaron, was one of the great catalysts in his life because he was there all the time supporting him. But more than that, when he was at the burning bush, when he was speaking to God, and like, so now, should I, you telling me to go to Pharaoh? Who am I? And then he's, God tells him what? I'm going to be with you. God as well has a catalyst for his journey. So, if you read the book of Hebrew, you find like we are told something called there is a cloud of witnesses of our faith, right? They mention Moses, they mention Abraham, Enoch, all these, all these guys. So, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. But let me say this. In scripture is not the only place that we find uh, this cloud of witnesses. Do you know where we found them? Right here. We are surrounded by a cloud of witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right here. You and you and you, all of you are cloud of witness of the gospel. So as we run this, this race, we need to make sure we are surrounded by the kind of catalyst who can help our faith grow. And it's around here. Not around here only in our community. Are you one of them? We are surrounded by that. I know probably you, you might not be written in the book of, uh, one of the book of the Bible. In a small, 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 small way, you are touching someone's life in, in, in somehow, some way. So you are a catalyst of someone's life. Some way, somehow, you are influencing someone's life. Though because you're just word of encouragement. All right? Oh, just that. Just being there for people. You are a catalyst. So we are surrounded by a cloud of witness that helps us in our journey of faith. Now we have a challenge. We're not just surrounded, but the call today is this. 
Do you know that you can be a catalyst? You can be a catalyst. So we can be a catalyst of change. Whether we realize it or not, each one of us has a power to be a catalyst. In somehow, somehow, we have people around us that can be a catalyst. I remember very well, I just read uh, um, Nelson Mandela say these words. He said, he said this, you have a limited time. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm terrible in impersonating. <laughs> sorry Mandela, please forgive me. <laughs> I'm going to read with my own voice. <laughs> so you have a limited time that was said to stay in this earth. You have, so you must try and use that period for the purpose of transforming your country into what you desire to be. Democratic, non-racial, and non-sexist nation. That's what he said. The one thing that strikes me is here is this. Nelson Mandela realize, oh, he knows, and I think you know as well, I think Christians, we should know better, knowing that we are here temporarily, all right? It's a limited time, and then he goes on and say, because you have limited time, try to use this period to, to do what? For the purpose of transforming, he goes to the country. Of course, you have to transform your country. We need to all contribute for this country to be democratic, to be non-racial and non-sexist, but I'm going to be, I'm going to go beyond than that. All right? Our responsibility is beyond that, uh, than that. The Bible says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 19, 25, says, let us hold on serving to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And then he goes on, verse 24. Hear this, this is amazing. And let us consider how we may spur one another. You hear? Spare one another. Kicking one another. Pushing one another. Eh? Uplifting one another. Are you there? Let's go. And then it goes, spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as someone uh, have habit to do. But encouraging one another. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? So you are a catalyst for that. So the author of Hebrews is challenging us to help each other grow and help each other to, to do what's loving and good. Spend time together, encouraging one another. That's what he's doing, he's telling us. So that is the way of you to be a catalyst. You can touch someone's life today, tomorrow, and forever. You can do something in someone's life. And the Hebrews 12, 13, verse 1 to 3, Things, yeah, verse one to three. It says, "Keep on loving one another." Ah, oh, it's verse thirteen. That's right. No, no, verse one. Keep on loving one another as a brothers and sister. Do not forget to show hospitality to stranger. And I like verse three. It's, it's amazing. It says this. This is incredible. It says this. It says, "Continue to remember those in prison," and then it goes, "As if you." were together with them in prison. Can you see that? You're like you put yourself in other people's shoes. And then he carries on and say, and those who are mistreated, as if you 
yourself were suffering. So it's like you put yourself in their shoes. That's the whole idea. So, so who are you going to choose to, to catalyze today? Or what problem do you want to solve in the world? How can you be a catalyst for change today? I think uh, for me, I'll suggest for you to start, start from your own family, your own home. Look, at, look around and see what needs to be catalyzed in my home. Are you hearing me? Remember I said in the beginning, what is catalyst? It shakes things up, right? It changes things. It boosts things. It starts a reaction. Why don't you do that in your, home, in your own home? Maybe it has to do with the way you treat each other, talk to each other. Maybe there is a broken relationship. Maybe you want to see a loved one come to Jesus. Do something. Why don't you probably today start being the first to be patient? Why don't you be the first to be kind or encouraging others? or encouraging, uh, uh, or be a peaceful person, going out of your way to help others. So you need that. We need the initiator, people starting something. Like from today on, I'm going to be patient. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. So that's the catalyst. So you need to really notice people around us and the family who are dealing with different challenges in our lives and be able to see the, how can I be a catalyst of change in their lives. Let me say this as I close. We can be a catalyst for change and for positive change. But it starts first with us being able to Acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our greatest catalyst. Because it's through him that we have an access to God. We have an access to God. That our faith is, the, is a catalyst for this action that we need for us to be able to get an access to God. We need to believe. If you are an unbeliever or you don't believe, you're not going to be able to get an access to God. You're not going to be able to enjoy the presence of God or the relationship with God. But beyond that, we are told that we are surrounded from the Bible itself and around us of witness, people that can journey with us in this walk. So you're not alone. Look around you. There's a lot of people that can journey with you in this walk. You are not alone. Today you need to think in your heart that I have a lot of catalysts around me that can help me to continue this journey. So you are not alone. But more than that, you are called to be that catalyst. Whether it's here in our church, whether it's around in our community, you need to be that catalyst. Think about things like, what can I do to be able to help someone journey be easier or better? What can I do? Can I pray for them? Can I read the Bible with them? Can I visit them? 
Can I hug them? Can I say a word of encouragement? Can I do, what can we do? You need to be the catalyst. You need to be that mentor or that backing soda that comes inside the cork and shakes everything. And today is a day that you need to rise up and say, I am going to be the catalyst. Are you ready for that? Are you going to be the catalyst? You are not alone, remember? You're surrounded by other catalysts. You are not alone. But more than that, our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the greatest example. He is the best catalyst ever. All right? There is the one that gives us my access. And he tells us, I'm going to be with you always. So you are not alone. So you are called today to be the catalyst. Let's catalyze. Is that English? Let's catalyze our lives. Let's catalyze our lives. Let's catalyze our community. Let's catalyze our church. Let's catalyze our, our living. Let's shake it up, everything. Hello, are you with me? Are you ready to shake it up? Are you able to change everything? May God bless you. Let's pray. Father, indeed, it's not easy to be a catalyst. It's quite a, a difficult thing. But sometimes we think that uh, we need to be more educated or knowing more the Bible or be charismatic or be enthusiastic or be a person that really is out there or outgoing or extrovert for you to be a catalyst. No, no, no. Lord, we know that to be a catalyst, even in a small, small way, that handshake, that hug, that word that God loves you, he can catalyze something. So today, Lord Jesus, we pray for the church and everyone here, Lord, and the ones watching online, that, Lord, may you help us to be the catalyst for change, Lord. Today, Lord Jesus, we pray that if you are sitting just like lukewarm water today, you're going to shake us up and help us, Lord Jesus, to be the catalyst in our own lives. We can revive our life, our, our prayer time, our reading time, our devotion time, our, our love for Christ, our dedication to him. We can revive that. We can catalyze it today in Jesus. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will help us to be able to catalyze people around us, Lord Jesus. We need to look around and say, Lord, help me to embrace the brothers and sisters so they can be able to walk in with you, Lord. Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, when I help us today to understand and know that we are surrounded by a great cloud of catalysts that's going to help us in our journey. We are not alone. Father, thank you so much for this truth, Lord. And I pray that, Lord Jesus, continues to strengthen and touch our hearts. And today, Lord Jesus, if we, we didn't get anything in this moment, I pray that every single person will remember the word, I am a catalyst. I am a catalyst. I am a catalyst for positive change in my life and the life of others. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. I want to say, uh, may God bless you. But before that, I want to say thank you so much for the, the, the Youth Fest. And uh, it was amazing. It was so amazing. 
Like we had uh, tons of young, young kids coming and even young of the heart, all right? They were here as well and they had a wonderful time. Every pastor was here. I don't know if he was here because he was young of heart or was coming to watch us. I'm not sure. They were like, I'm watching you guys. But we had a wonderful time and it was a blessing, totally a blessing. I want to say thank you to the team, the youth. They did an amazing job. It was beautiful. Let's give a hand to those youth. They were amazing. They were amazing. May God bless you. Well, may you go well. May God bless you and be with you and have a wonderful day. Amen. Thank you.